Welcome back to the Bible. What's your good friend Aaron? Here at the dealership getting my car. Oil change. It's funny, I talked to the guy. He's like, yeah, we don't even do free oil changes anymore. Lifetime oil changes. So I got that deal in right on time. It's paid off. It is more than paid off. That these jokers didn't realize I was gonna be doing Uber. <laughs> they had to have known, cause I told them I was doing. I told them I was doing Instacart at the time when I bought this car. It's a miracle I even got this car. Cause yeah, I didn't even have a regular job. I just all my income I had to show was Instacart um, and DoorDash. So anyway, here we are. The young man in the background shooting baskets. A little hoop they got over there. Tempted to go join in. Showing my skills. <laughs> Play him a game and a game of horse. Larry Bird, Bird versus Magic. So, uh, you make it. You making a lot of shots. You might give me a run for my money. She like, hey, this fired out. Nah. I don't have I only got two dollars in my wallet, but hey. This two dollars is yours if you can beat me. And a game of pig. If you can't, then you gotta give me twenty. <laughs> I don't know, that would probably not be a fair deal. You can tell I'm not a betting man, just making out random wagers. All right, here we are. We're in Isaiah 29. Woe to Jerusalem. Oh, we in Isaiah 29? I think we read it. Oh, I read that on my own. That's why it's marked up. I was like, why don't I have marks already on here? So I read it ahead of time before recording it. Hold on one second. Just got to make sure... Focus, do not disturb zone. I had to make sure that I was indeed on the correct uh, chapter and then also make sure my do not disturb zone. All right, here we go. Woe to Jerusalem. Woe to Ariel. Ariel, the city where David camped. Continue year after year. Let the festival recur. I will oppress Ariel and there will be mourning and crying. Oh, one more thing. Gotta make sure my car is set up. I mean, my. I'm gonna see text messages for uh, related to my car. There you go. Real time service updates. Boom, in service, bam. It's pretty cool. You can see it in real time, what they're doing. All right. It says, or was uh all right, this is rollback woe to jerusalem that's the heading woe to ariel ariel the city where david camped continue year after year let the festivals recur i will oppress ariel and there will be mourning and crying she will be like an ariel or translation is an altar or the lion of god 
I will camp in a circle around you. I will besiege you with earth ramps. I will set up my siege towers against you. You will be brought down. You will speak from the ground, and your words will come from low in the dust. Your voice will be like that of a spirit from the ground. Your speech will whisper from the dust. Whisper. Your many foes will be like fine dust, and many of the ruthless like blowing chaff. Then suddenly, an instant, in an instant, you will be punished by the Lord of armies with thunder, earthquake, and loud noise, storm, tempest, and a flame of consuming fire. All the many nations going out to battle against Ariel, all the attackers, the siege works against her, and those who oppress her will then be like a dream, a vision in the night. It will be like a hungry one who dreams he is eating, then he wakes and is still hungry, and like a thirsty one who dreams he is drinking, then wakes and is still thirsty, longing for water. So it will be for all the many nations who go to battle against Mount Zion. Mount Zion, it's like capital city of heaven <laughs> that would be a fun activity just like look up all the places in the bible where Mount Zion Zion is, is uh, mentioned stop and be astonished blind yourselves and be blind they are drunk but not with wine they stagger but not with beer for the Lord has poured out on you an overwhelming urge to sleep he has shut your eyes the prophets and covered your heads the seers For you, verse 11, for you, the entire vision will be like the words of a sealed document. If it is given to one who can read and he is asked to read it. He will then he will say, I can't read it because it is sealed. And if the document is given to one who cannot read and he is asked to read it, he will say, I can't read. Verse 13, the Lord said, These people approach me with their speeches to honor me with lip service, yet their hearts are far from me, and human rules direct their worship of me. Therefore, I will again confound these people with wonder after wonder. Wonder after wonder. The wisdom of their wives will vanish, and the perception of their perceptive will be hidden. Verse 15, woe to those who go to great lengths to hide their plans from the Lord. They do their works in the dark and say, who sees us? Who knows us? You have turned things around as if the potter were the same as the clay. How can what is made say about it? This is a good scripture right here. How can what is made say about its maker? He didn't make me. How can what is formed say about the one who formed it? He doesn't understand what he's doing. Verse 17, it isn't, isn't it true that in just... A little while, Lebanon will become an orchard, and the orchard will seem like a forest. On that day, the deaf will hear the words of a document, and out of a deep darkness, the eyes of the blind will see. The humble will have joy after joy in the Lord, and the poor people will rejoice in the Holy One of Israel. For the ruthless one will vanish, the scorner will disappear, and all those who lie in wait will, with evil intent will be killed. Those who, with their speech, accuse a person of wrongdoing, who set a trap for the one meditating at the city gate, and without cause deprive the righteous of justice. Therefore, the Lord who redeemed Abraham says this about the house of Jacob. 
Jacob will no longer be ashamed and his face will no longer be pale. For when he sees his children, the work of my hands within his nation, they will honor my name. They will honor the Holy One of Jacob and stand in awe of the God of Israel. Those who are confused will gain understanding and those who grumble will accept instruction. Some deep stuff going on here. All right, let's read these Tony Evans notes and keep it moving. Even though the Assyrian army was occupied with the northern kingdom, Judah was also in the enemy's crosshairs. Sennacherib's army marched to Ariel, another name for Jerusalem. The Assyrians besieged it, but it was not yet Judah's time for judgment. The the Assyrian enemy would be destroyed by God's supernatural intervention. These verses illustrate a principle of spiritual receptivity and blindness that we see throughout scripture. When people refuse to listen to God and reject his word by deliberately closing their ears and eyes to it, God confirms their rebellious decision by sending them blindness and deafness. That's what happened to Pharaoh. He hardened his heart and God hardened it for him. The people of Judah blinded themselves, yet God also covered the eyes of the prophets and seers. This brings to mind the fact that Jesus said on more than one occasion that his teaching was meant to veil spiritual truth from those who had already made up their minds to reject it. Mm. The result for Judah was that God's message was like the words of a sealed document that no one could understand. Mm. Interesting. All right. This is a reminder. Tony be going deep on this stuff, man. Straight up like that deep deep stuff that i wouldn't not even pulled out of it all right this is a reminder that prayer and praise have to come from a heart in tune with god to be valid years later these same words of condemnation would be fulfilled by the jewish religious leaders of jesus's day these verses talking about verses 17 through 21 These verses point forward to the kingdom age, which from God's point of view will come in just a little while. On that day when Jesus Christ reigns in righteous glory, the deaf will hear and the eyes of the blind will see. God's kingdom will also be characterized by complete justice for the humble and the poor. Justice will be perfect when God's kingdom fully comes to earth. But as we as believers are not to ignore the importance of justice today as we seek to live out God's kingdom agenda. Biblical justice is not a man-made system ultimately leading to the negation of freedom. Instead, it promotes freedom by emphasizing accountability, equality, responsibility, and providing a spiritual underpinning in the social realms. It is the equitable and impartial application of God's moral law in society. Each of the four jurisdictions in God's kingdom, individual, family, church, and state is called to promote justice and responsibility under God in its own distinct way. His word is the standard by which the aspects of his law reflected in truth and righteousness govern what we do. Let's see. 
saying pending authorization. Let's see there. I'm sure he'll find me when he's ready. Heavenly Father, thank you for this word. Thank you, Lord, that you're always speaking. Thank you, Lord. That you have opened, you're opening the eyes of the blind and removing the deafness from our ears, Lord. Help us to constantly seek you and trust you. And um, thank you, Lord, that you're leading us, guiding us, ordering our steps every single day. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. All right, y'all. I might record one more. We'll see this here. This is 33 verses. Yeah, I keep going. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned or missed the mark or veered off the path and fallen short of the glory of God or God's perfect standard. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages or the cost of that sin is death. Or eternal separation from God, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Romans 5a says, but God demonstrated his love toward us or showed his love toward us in that while we were still yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. Romans 10 verse 9 through 10 says that if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we will not might be, not maybe, we will be saved. For with our hearts, we believe we are now in right standing with God. And with our mouths, we confess that we are now saved. Lastly, Romans 10 verse 13 says that whosoever, anybody or everybody who calls upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. So if you never asked Jesus into your heart or you've walked away from him and you would like to rededicate your life to him, you can just simply say, dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin deserves to be punished. I believe Jesus Christ is the son of God who died for me and rose from the grave. I want to turn from my sin and trust Jesus Christ alone as my savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. In Jesus' mighty precious name I pray. Amen.